Hello everyone and welcome to Linux Crazy Podcast. This is podcast number 98 and in this podcast I'm mainly going to be talking about I uh, just installed uh, GNOME version 3.8.3 and also systemd uh, version 206-R3. What I did was I, uh, I had a box here that I wasn't using anymore so I went ahead and uh, made a fresh install on it. I installed uh, Gen 2 Linux and I did the uh, basic stage 3 install and I went ahead and as soon as I got that installed I went ahead and updated it to Arch. Uh, that's not Arch Linux, it's actually we call Arch is actually the, I guess you would call that the um, the testing branch of Gen 2. So I went ahead and updated to the latest, greatest of everything first before I even attempted to install System D and GNOME 3. So I got that all installed and working well. And then I went ahead and installed uh, GNOME, like I said, version 3.8.3 and System D uh, 206-R3. With uh, Gen 2, we've been using OpenRC, and um, I really like OpenRC, but uh, for GNOME now, with uh, version 3.8 and above, you can't use OpenRC anymore. You have to use SystemD. So I wanted to go ahead and get it installed and see what it was like. Uh, I really enjoy the GNOME applications. Uh, currently on my regular box that I use, I use OpenBox, but I use a lot of GNOME applications. I like Nautilus. I like uh, I like I use GNOME Terminal, but I also use a URXVT, uh, and I use a Gedit. I use and I use a lot of GTK applications. You know, as far as like Firefox, and I mean, I, just about everything I use is GTK. And the great thing about having GNOME installed is that the GNOME Control Center it really helps you tweak the um, the themes and uh, it actually I like using it to f work with the fonts and the themes and everything else. Now, I, like I said, on my regular box I use OpenBox, but really all the applications that I'm using are GTK GTK applications or their um, GNOME applications. So uh, I uh, I'm gonna have to uh, bite the bullet here somewhere down the line because mostly all of the uh, GTK and GNOME applications that I'm using with uh, my open box, uh, stable box, is actually GTK2 applications, and now everything is going to GTK3. So I'm going to have to bite the bullet and learn how to use it, you know. Uh, I would have preferred, to be honest with you, that it would have just stuck with open OpenRC and not been forced to do this, but that's really not my decision, you know. Um, hey, I'm just a user, and I'm just going with the flow here. But I wanted to go ahead and do a podcast about it. It's really not too bad. Uh, in Gen 2, we most of our configuration files, uh, we have, go ahead, we have uh, et cetera, I-N-I-T-D, and then whatever the application is, if it's uh, XDM, and then start. And that's how we start most of our applications. With System D, it's... Uh, it's uh, what you use with system D is yeah as an example I just uh, installed the HP drivers for my printer 
so I need to restart cups. So basically everything is done with this system control, S-Y-S-T-E-M-C-T-L, and a start, restart, reload, status, uh, and actually too also with that command, I believe, yeah, you enable the, they, they call them units, but I call it this, this dot .service files. And um, so you enable or disable, and that basically starts them up at, at, at boot. And um, I had one problem with uh, when I first did my install, was when I installed it, I, uh, I, I usually do my install from, um, uh, I like to SSH into the computer. And that way I have a working, you know, web browser and everything else uh, while I'm installing and everything. So I went ahead and did the initial install, and then I went ahead and, uh, and initiated System D and started up booted with System D, and then I couldn't uh, SSH into the box because the SSH was failing. And the reason it was failing, I came to find out, was because the service file, that's the files that you, you either create uh, or you find one or they're installed with uh, when you install the, the program uh, with um, the system D use flag. And it actually, at the beginning of the file, it had to where it was uh, doing the initial SSH, uh, you know, when it's going ahead and um, doing the, uh, the keys and doing all that. So I didn't need that. I'd already done that because I'd already SSH'd into the box, so it was failing to start. And that took me a while to figure out that I had to update that .service file. And the next problem I ran into was actually a problem of, of my own, as after I was doing all that installing, I uh, didn't have any mouse and keyboard one time. And it was because of my error I didn't uh, reinstall the, all of the drivers. And let's see, the next problem I had, oh, I had uh, MySqual. Uh, di it didn't come with a service file, so some of these you'll have to track down. You'll have to find a service file. Luckily, the one I tracked down, it worked, it worked fine. And then if there's any local things that you want to start, you'll have to go ahead and create your own little service files. They're pretty easy to create. Uh, I don't really understand them that well quite yet. Uh, but there's plenty of document documentation on the web for them. And plus, most people have already created them, or you can find them. Uh, Arch Linux uses um, SystemD now, so a lot of their service files will work, you know, with Gen 2 uh, also. And the other problem I had, too, was uh, with uh, UTF-8, uh, the local. Um, with SystemD, you have to, I had to create the file, etc. local.config in order to, uh, go ahead and get uh, UTF-8 for my local user. And um, that's about it. It's actually working pretty good, all things considered. Oh, another little uh, bug I found was that I wanted to change the time on GNOME 3 to um, uh, AM and PM time, you know, 12-hour time. And it, when I did that, uh, GNOME 3 wouldn't start. It uh it was airing out because of the time, uh, because of the time and date was in the wrong format. And uh, so luckily I was able to SSH into the box and, and find that out. And um, that's about the only real big problems I've had. And uh, the other big thing that's going on here in Gen 2 land is that we have a new um, 
trustees election was just done, just finished, actually it finished yesterday, and the results was, uh, once again, Matthew Summers uh, was reelected. He's our treasurer. He used to be he used to be the secretary. I took over secretary duties, and he used to be the secretary and the treasurer, so I was trying to help out a little bit. I took over secretary duties. Uh, the next new member is Seven Vermeulen, and he's actually Swift. That's Swift, and Matthew Summers is Quadrum Summers, and that's Swift. And he's been around for a long time. He's going to be a big asset. He's a... Uh, uh, does a lot of the documentation stuff. He's doing a lot of the uh, switching over the documentation and project pages, etc., to the wiki. And um, so he'll be a big asset. He's been in the, um, the Gen 2 world for a long time, way before I started here. And he'll be a big asset on the foundation. And uh, Beetle Guys, Pateri Reddy, yeah, he was, he's coming over from council, and he'll be a big asset. We also had a couple people that even volunteered to, uh, in fact, I think all uh, uh, Swift, Beetle Guys, uh, Alec Warner, which is Enoveris, and Dennis uh, Duprion, which is uh, Calcon, they all volunteered to uh, on the foundation, which was really encouraging. So usually the, nobody wants to do foundation work. It's, uh, you know, it's the boring uh, paperwork type job. And uh, you don't get much uh, pats on the back or anything, but it's a necessary thing to do. And uh, they even volunteered, so that, that's really encouraging. Uh, this big thing with the Open RC and the System D has really got the, 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 the ranks of the Gen 2 users really going to going. You know, we don't like to be told what we have to do, and we're, uh, you know, Mr. High Shot Tech type people and we can figure it out on our own and everything but this is one thing that's kind of uh, got us to where we have to just kind of go ahead and go with the flow here uh, upstream is just so powerful that uh, we can't really buck it anymore uh, they tried to buck it for a while but it looks like now that uh, I mean open RC is going to be around for, for a while uh, but uh, if for certain things, like especially for GNOME 3, you're going to have to go ahead and switch over to System D, which has got people, they don't like to be told what to do. So I don't know how much longer, uh, like, uh, XFCE e is going to be able, be able to go without switching over. I guess it's going to be a while, if forever. I, I, really don't, I really don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, I know for me, being using this, these GNOME apps, that I'm just going to go eventually have to bite the bullet. Uh, this box that I just updated here, this will probably end up being my main box, I guess, since I've already got it all installed. I, I'd like to put, I wanted to put some SSDs in here because this box is an older box. It's got an AMD 64. Uh, dual core 5200 it's got four gig of ram it's got a so-so eh, uh, nevada card and i got a couple other boxes that are actually more powerful so i guess i'll eventually install it on them um but this one's working all right but i really wanted to get some ssds for it, but i've kind of cut myself off from spending any more money on this stuff because i said i got three boxes here they all work fine and all I want to do is tweak them. That one one box I already converted over to SSDs. And this box I'd like to. It's got two old 80 gigabyte hard drives in it. Real old. I imagine they're only, I don't even know if they're 7200 RPM. They might be. 
but you can sell you can tell the difference in the speed with using these old hard drives that one that i had the ssd in boy it really flies so we'll see once i get used to this here um uh i might go ahead and uh, install it on the other ones i hate I really do hate going through a whole install from the beginning. I mean, this one I did because I wanted to see what it was like and everything. But those other ones, I'll probably try to upgrade them. And uh, a lot of times, when you go upgrading after you have a whole bunch of stuff already installed, it can be really a it can be really a monster. Especially if you're going from a stable box like that one is to, you know, and you start you putting in um, System D and you make some major changes like that. Sometimes you can get caught. Uh, with a pretty messed up system, uh, but hopefully not. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and I was talking a little bit about the uh, the trustees and uh, the Gen 2 Foundation. Uh, some of my duties that I do since I've taken over this, uh, this um, secretary's job is uh, I update and post each month's agenda and post it on the, the Gen 2 dot gen dot org and um i kind of like enjoy that because when i first started over doing the uh, foundation the uh, agenda a lot of times things got forgotten or, or put off or, or whatever and i'm i'm pretty much a stickler for organization i'm really i'm really bad about it at work i mean it, it's an asset but again it may almost you're almost like a worry wart that you know you take things so serious and everything so but I try to keep the agenda up to date so that when we have our meetings that, you know, at least that helps, you know, keep everything flowing as best I can. Uh, and it's great to have everybody else contribute and, and update the agenda, too. I mean, I don't I'm not like the I'm not the owner of this agenda. I'm just one that just you know tries to keep it up to date. And I update the motions in the meeting log pages. Uh, Nettie Sigone, he helps me with the meeting log pages and a lot of times He'll update those, and I'll go ahead and update the motions. I uh, go ahead, and I try to review all the open bugs, and I'll add any of the real important ones to the agenda. And then we usually go ahead and review all the open bugs during the meeting, too, if we have enough time. Sometimes we have a lot of things going on, and, and we get to the open bugs, and we just kind of go over them real fast. Ideally, it would be that we reviewed, everyone reviewed all of the open bugs ahead of time, and we discussed it on the trustee alias mailing list, and then we came up with a consensus, and then we would it would make the meeting go even and faster. But you know, everybody's got their own life uh, issues, and every and a lot of times, what happens is is that I'll even not even look at the uh, final agenda a day or two before the meeting and go ahead and get it updated. And a lot of times, that doesn't give you enough time to do the the bugs uh, justice and doing the research and such. So a lot of times, it gets put off, and then we'll do it on the mailing list later, whatever. Uh, I review the email and open bugs and add items to the agenda, like I was talking about. I keep the members list current. I just took this over from Quadrant Summers. Uh, that's um, Matthew Summers. And uh, he had actually uh, developed a, uh, a Django application that's written in Python that is actually really nice. And it's a, it's a form where you can actually add and remove members. And it's so good that it actually can generate the uh, the pages for the website and actually uh, generates an email list and everything. It's a really nice application. And so I got that running. And so I use that to uh, update the members list. And the other thing I'll do is I'll initiate the trustees election. I just went through that. It's the first time I ever did that. 
And uh, so all this, a lot of this is the learning stuff for me. So I think once I do it a few times, uh, you know, it gets a lot easier just like anything else. But the first time, you know, it was kind of hard for me because I didn't really know. And you don't want to make a mistake. And, and I this time, election here, I had to uh, drop a lot of members. Uh, if you don't vote in two trustee elections, if there's two elections and you don't vote in two consecutive elections, then we drop you from the members list. Not not because we don't want you to be members. We just want to keep the members the member list up to date. And so all you need to do if you happen to get get dropped and it was and you really want to be a member, then you just ask us again and we we make you a member again and then you just stay involved. But I was kind of concerned that I was going to get some people upset and I did get a few people upset. Uh, got a couple uh, emails uh, asking, "Hey, how come you dropped me? Uh, I've been on Gentoo, blah blah blah, for so many years, and this and that." So I explained to them the rationale behind it, and they kind of huffed and puffed and went on their way. And I, I told them, you know, all they had to do was just to go ahead and resubmit, but nobody actually wanted to resubmit. So anyway, they can later if, if they want to later. I, uh, I go ahead and review the activity tracker, an update is needed. Uh, that's Rich O. put together this activity tracker uh, for us, and that's really good to have because a lot of times you, um, you know, you get busy and you forget when things are due, you know. So this, we can review it, and can, we can make sure that the important dates that we go ahead and follow through with the uh, business as usual that we need to do. And then I now this will be the first year that I filed the annual report with New Mexico. I kind of helped Quadrum Summers, Matthew Summers, last year with it. He actually did the filing, and then I actually mailed in the, the actual form. So this year I'm going to try to act, do the actual filing. I'll get him to kind of walk me through it, and then I'll go ahead and mail in the form. And then I'll pretty much have done everything that the secretary needs to do, and then hopefully I'll be able to, uh, you know, keep going on with this. Even if I'm not a... Um, actual elected trustee uh that the actual trustees can appoint you know people and one of the positions they can appoint is the tr is the treasurer or the secretary so my idea is maybe down the road uh, if other people want to get involved with the foundation and become members of the board they can go ahead and become members of the board I can step out and be the secretary, and then hopefully there will be enough interest that I can have an assistant secretary and show them how to do all this stuff, and so we can have some backup. But, uh, you know, whatever, it's going pretty good right now, and um, I, I, I enjoy doing it, and it helps out Gen 2, and uh, so I'm going to stay, do, stay doing it. Uh, let's see. Um, I guess that's about it. At least I got out some kind of a podcast. And um, I'll try to put out another one here shortly. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye.